This talk by Joan Sutherland called Wu Wei II was given on April 30th, 2009 at Cerro Gordo Temple in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Good evening, Bodhisattvas. <clears throat> Last week I was speaking about the Taoist idea of Wei Wu Wei, which is most literally translated as action without action, but which we were calling effortless action. And that seemed to be a, a subject that was of interest to some of you and had some um, liveliness to it. So I thought I would carry on a bit more this week, say a few more things, and then open it up for as much conversation as you'd like to have, and in particular if you noticed anything over the, the week that you wanted to, um, to talk about. So one of the things we spoke about last time was the importance of, um, in, in Taoism as well as in the Bhagavad Gita, of uh, acting without attachment to the fruits of the action. And um, in uh, early Chan, which is Chinese Zen philosophy, which inherited a lot from Taoism, that was really important because it, it, it was seen that if you're doing something and the formula is, I am doing X so that Y will happen, the so that Y will happen part, the part where we're interested in the fruits of what we do, is really strongly constituting and reinforcing of the self. That the thought that we can perform some action which will have some result really reinforces the idea that we're an agent in the world, that we're an agent who can do things and make things happen. So um, <clears throat> the idea was to, um, to pull back from, from that. And maybe a place we can see it clearly is in the paramitas, which are the perfections of various kinds of qualities and practices. So the Heart Sutra is about prajna paramita, about the perfection of wisdom. And there's also dana paramita, um, which is the perfection of giving or of generosity. And one of the ways that dana paramita, the perfection of giving, is described is uh, with the three empties that the giver is empty, the gift is empty, and the recipient is empty. <clears throat> In the um, Mahayana literature of the Bodhisattva, there's a sort of fourth thing, which is that, and there is no reward. The reward is empty, too. So that's the kind of fruit, you know, our, our attachment to the fruit of what happens to the reward, one way or another. And the first, the first meaning of that empty is the idea that there's a giver and a gift and a recipient and a reward and that we know what those things are and we can divide the action up into those ways is empty. It has no meaning. It has no substance. It's just an idea. It's just an opinion. <clears throat> if we use our own language where we tend to speak of the vastness rather than emptiness, that's another kind of interesting spin. The giver is vast, the gift is vast, the recipient is vast, the reward is vast. So that's that movement we talk about when 
we're, we're looking to deconstruct the self, to stop reinforcing the self, but instead of trying to pare it down and make it smaller and shut it up and cut it off and do all of that, you go the other direction and you let it get really big. The doer is, is vast. The, the thing done is vast. The results are vast. And I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute, but that's a different way of getting us out of this sort of very local mind frame of I'm doing, I'm doing this so that that will happen. Um, so if we um, take the Mahayana tradition at its word and, and there is no reward or we renounce the fruits of our action then we make a really important shift from I do this so that that will happen to I do this can you feel how huge that is I do this this is what I'm doing. This is right now where I stand. Right now, what I give myself and give my heart-mind to is just this. We were speaking, I think it was last week, about um, Tathagata, about this um, understanding that each thing rises in the universe as Tathagata, as thus come as completely itself and nothing else. And that each thing rises as Tathagata, fills the universe, falls away, and then the next thing rises as Tathagata. And that when we can experience things rising against the bare ground as Tathagata, they are very vivid and alive and particular and vast. And we have that encounter, and then that falls away, and we have the next encounter, and the next, so that you have these sort of serial tatagas um, going on. And um, this is, you know, this is what we're, um, this is what we're talking about here uh, when we shift from "I do this so that that will happen" to "I do this." That's Tathagata. That's a, that's a statement of Tathagata. I do this. I meet this. I encounter this. And that falls away. And then I do this. And I encounter this. And I meet this. So, um, <clears throat> how, do we, how do we get more comfortable with I do this rather than I do this so that that will happen? The Early Chan tradition has a little bit to say about that, but as usual, it sort of gives us um, a fairly loose, big view and lets us fill in the details because um, the whole idea is that there aren't rules and recipes for how to do things. There are guidelines for how to approach things. So if we, the, 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 the fundamental optimism is if we approach things in a certain way, the details will kind of sort themselves out. They'll become apparent to us. So the first, the first bit of moving into I do this would be something that the Taoists and the, and the Chan people would assume you were doing anyway so they don't mention it. But we can't assume we're doing it anyway, so we'll mention it. <laughs> and that is uh, that always, 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 always you are looking for the way the Tao is flowing and looking for how to align yourself with that. So every moment of every day, in some way, you are listening 
and looking and paying attention and bringing your warm curiosity to what's going on around you um, so that you can see which way the Tao is flowing and see the most uh, beautiful and skillful way to line up with that or to influence that. Um, When we talked about how the thought that um, you're doing something so that something else will happen really constitutes the self. The opposite thought, I, I won't do anything, I'll just be passive, I'll just flow along with things, equally constitutes the self. There's still a self doing something or not doing something. And it doesn't matter whether it's doing or not doing something, as long as you have an idea that there's this self doing that. So it's not about moving from sort of action into into passivity. Those are seen as actually equivalent of each other, not different than each other in the fundamental way, which is what does it say about the self? So... Um, we're talking about something else. We're talking about doing the best we can to, to look the Tao in the face, to look what we sometimes call the great what is right in the face. Be- not, because, not to simply say, okay, so that's the way it is and that's it, but because any action has to be based in reality. You know, to, the great, to the extent that it's based in reality and in what's ha- actually going on, the greater chance there is that it's going to be skillful because it's not going to be fighting with the way things are. It's going to be working with them even if it's to change them, to change the course in some way. Okay, so that's the first bit of coming to um, I do this is that constant kind of attunement to the way things are flowing, the way things are looking. How do we understand that more deeply, more subtly, better, clearer? Then the second thing is, when do I act? Now we're getting into like Taoist advice territory. When do I act? Um, We have a tendency maybe to either you know, see that something needs attending to and just do it, just, jump. okay, this can't wait, because there's a kind of anxiety about something being off, off kilter, and we just want to fix it right away. Or we have maybe another tendency to sort of turn away from it and procrastinate and think, in some other lifetime I will attend to this matter. Um, so this is something else. This is another kind of attention like the first one about... Well, when should I? When should I move? When should I act? What is skillful? What will, what will be the most beneficial kind of um, intervention or movement to have? And again, there's no, you know, there's no recipe for knowing that. There's only the experience of trying it and seeing what happens and discovering for yourself what are the signs that this is the moment to act. This and this is not the moment to act. Okay, so. Reading the Tao and aligning with the Tao, looking for the right moment to act, and then the third thing is looking for the right moment to stop acting. <laughs> Equally important. You know, as the Tao Te Ching says, do your work, then step back. That is the way to equanimity. So um, here we get this fine kind of discrimination between what's a response. And um, what's, an, what's interfering? 
you know, and that's another thing we have to learn by doing. At, at what point does response become interference? Because you're done, you know, but you don't, you don't realize that you're done, and so you carry on. Um, and what's the quality of that? So that's one of the questions I'd really ask you to take with you and look at. How, what, what's the difference between response and interference, and how do you know? What are the signs that you've moved from one into the other? And what are the signs that it's time to stop? That, that whatever that action was, it's complete. I do this. is done. There's nothing else to do. And it's on to the next Tathagata. And then the last thing is actually something we add from, from our perspective of this koan way, which is how do you... Um, notice what happened. How do you notice what worked and what didn't work? What what felt skillful? What felt like it was in the Tao? And what felt like you know two muddy boots um, on the white carpet? How do you how do you learn to see what happened realistically and to make course corrections based on what you learn? That's also tremendously important. That's another way. Of, of more easily and naturally aligning with the Tao the next time. Okay, so that's that's a big piece uh, I wanted to be sure to talk about. And the other the other big piece has to do with the next movement. If we move from I do this so that will happen to I do this the last and um, most beautiful move is when I do this becomes this happens. Where you don't have a sense of I'm, you know, I'm acting and I'm making this happen and it's I'm the agent of this action. But rather you have a sense of I am participating in this action that is arising and I am, I am part of that but I'm, you know, I'm a part and not the, um, not the all-important agent of what's happening. And that way of looking at it becomes very simple if you let your view get big. If you remember that this thing that you you know you're so invested in, you've spent so much time wondering about, and you you're really focusing your energy on all of that kind of mental activity that we tend to bring to um, the kind of action we're talking about, tends to focus and concentrate us and fool us into thinking that it's all about this kind of laser beam of attention and this very narrow thing that's happening. So it's tremendously important to, at the same time, not abandon that, but step back and remember that this action is happening in a really big field and that what's going on is in a moment that stretches from before the beginning of the universe to after the end of the universe and all through time and space. And when you remember that, the idea of I'm doing this and making this happen becomes kind of ludicrous. <laughs> it's, it's like, really? Um, you know, again, again um, Carl Sagan used to say this beautiful thing. He said, he said, if you really want to create an apple pie from scratch, you have to begin at the Big Bang. <laughs> you know, and you get that sense of, of, of action, right? That 
everything's participating, everything has brought it to this moment, everything is is connected in some way, and I've got this little kind of weensy, teeny, you know, transitory part in what's going on, and that's about it. And I think that's a kind of um, salutary viewpoint to have, a kind of helpful viewpoint to have, and also a tremendously important one, because then, in a way, you really are aligning yourself with the Tao. You're taking on the perspective of the Tao. And we can do that. That's possible for us to do. So that, as we were speaking about last week, we don't have a sense of the action being driven by our will. We don't have a sense of our having created and manufactured and are now managing something. But more a sense of we have made ourselves available for what the moment needs to rise up and through and us and out our hands. And how great is that? You know, how great is, is that to have that sense of having made ourselves available for what the moment calls for? Um, okay, so I think I'll, I'll stop there for now. And um, again, would love to hear you know any comments or questions you have, or any reports on the week, or anything like that. Thank you.